Welcome to Waypoint, a podcast for that little tentacled creature that lives under your bed and keeps listening in. We appreciate you too, buddy. I'm Jules. I'm the Game Master. I'm Sonia. I play Charlotte. And I'm also very glad that you're dedicating this to my friend. I'm Yola. I play Moon. And I was just going to say hi to my little tentacled friend. And I'm Mimi. I play Max. And I think there should be more tentacled monsters in our audience, honestly. We should cater to them more. Mm. I feel mm. like we have. I feel like we have. I've been dropping uh, like dog whistles for them all this time. <laughs> Most of you will not have noticed, but they know. They know. They know what I've done. <laughs> they feel appreciated. So last time, everything went well. Everything turned good. In the end, everything was fine. <laughs> Surprisingly, I was not knocked out again. <laughs> yeah, you deserved that. You deserved that after Aww. this arc. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, we did it. Yeah, you're paragons of the city now, finally. You can settle down. Uh, all of the personal issues have been resolved. <laughs> the renegades mm, sure. are heroes, finally. We are physically and mentally healthy and complete. Yes. I'm fine. I'm, I'm completely fine. And uh, today is going to be a little bit of an... Like, usually between two arcs, we do these little character-focused individual episodes... This time is going to be a slight bit different. This one, after our unusually long last arc, is going to be kind of even more of that arc. <laughs> this is kind of an epilogue, I think. At least that's the intention. And I, I think after last time, in the end, the Renegades returned home. And I would actually like to pick up pretty, pretty soon after that. In the next morning... Uh, after you've all had a little chance to sleep. I don't know how well you slept after everything that's been happening. I think Moon just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlotte fell asleep very quickly. And in the morning, she gets up like an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my knees. <laughs> we keep forgetting time scale because like... Pretty much all of the last arc happened in one day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was not a good day. It was a pretty intense day. <laughs> but now now there is a new morning. And I will say, since I, I think I remember all of you having at least like one or two conditions. Uh, where are we at right now? Four. <sighs> I'm at five. I have oh, three. <laughs> hey. I will How say did this that. Happen? <laughs> I will say that you all had a chance to like relax in some way, calm yourselves down in some way. And I'll say each of you gets to clear one condition and use that as a springboard to kind of say, hey, what did you do to clear that condition? I'm thinking Moon basically like, got some food, got some water, said, okay, guys, see you tomorrow. I'm going to take a break. Slept in, in the pilot's chair of ship again and went over the... I assume, like, ship just records everything that's happening, especially if there's, like, a fight. And I think mm. Moon just keeps, like, looking at the scene where they created a wall out of psychic energy, question mark? And, like, mm. keeps replaying it and replaying it and analyzing it and not really finding anything out. And I think that's, like, the the kind of stuff that they dream about that night. Like, oh, magic, what else can I do? And just, like imagining all the possibilities that the future holds. And I would like to clear my hopeless condition. Yeah, for sure. So you spent the night on ship. I can really imagine this like falling asleep with the footage playing in front of you and having some some very yeah, positive dreams about these new powers that have awoken in you. What about Max and Charlotte? I think Max just went to her room and Decided to not come out for a while. <laughs> Just hiding from the world for a bit and also staying off social media for once. Mm. That's good. That's healthy. Generally a good thing to do, yeah. And I think um yeah, I think I would probably clear afraid. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense too. The the threat is over and yes. you have had a little bit of time to to deal with that. I don't think Max actually did sleep that much. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. As for Charlotte? I would say I'm going to clear the insecure condition. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Charlotte just writes down some notes and analyzes the fight a little bit and 
or the several fights, <laughs> I should say, <laughs> you know, kind of seeing like what went wrong, what went right, and uh, getting a little bit of confidence from that because the last fight went actually really well for Charlotte. And that's something that she did with Starbolt as well, just, you know, analyzing stuff. And yeah, that gives a little bit of confidence back, mm. even <laughs> though she wasn't like super important to actually end the fight. But the stuff that she tried to do went well. So that's cool. Aww. Also, like saying that you weren't that important to the fight, like you didn't do the final moves, but I think you took like most of the conditions yeah. off of the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you did like most of the fight. You just didn't end it. <laughs> yes. Like the That's things true. you did That's went true. well. Unlike us. Yeah. They didn't cause as much drama, I guess, because you just did a competent job. <laughs> you punched him real good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So everybody had a little bit of time to calm down and went into a more or less uneasy sleep. And you are all awoken by noise. Oh, no. <laughs> you hear... Oh, no. Not, not fighting noise. Uh, you are all awoken by construction noise. In in hours where usually you probably wouldn't have been awoken, but I'm assuming that, like, you all had a pretty un unusual sleep pattern <laughs> in that night. So in... Like the earlier hours of the day, not ridiculously early, but earlier hours, especially Moon, who is sleeping essentially in the main mm -hmm. like living area. But inside ship, uh, ship can cl inside ship, close yeah. the hatch and then it's pretty, pretty quiet. True, but also like ship uh, is annoyed by the noise and like transfers it into you like, hey, do you hear this? Uh, please make that stop. Ship is not annoyed. Ship doesn't feel emotions. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. Sorry. Mm -hmm. My mistake. Jules, how could you forget that? I know, I know. Uh, I, I think I need to say that more mm -hmm. to, to make that clearer in my mind. But yeah, you hear construction noise of some sort. What's going on? Construction noise. Why? I don't Where? know. You ask around. <laughs> you know these people. And I think Moon rolls off the pilot's chair, like rubs their eyes and tries to find out where the noise is coming from. Yeah. What, what do the others do? I think Max is already awake and just notices the noise and maybe <laughs> checks it out also. You never mm. know like when another yeah. villain is uh, going to come and attack your base. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte is also getting up just very slowly, not not fast this morning. <laughs> For once. No, not in the usual very slowly yeah. at normal <laughs> speed, at the speed of a normal person. <laughs> Yeah, you all, one after the other, make your way into the main uh, living area. It's still I still don't have a real word for it, the main warehouse. Yeah. And you see that as someone's fixing the roof, you see a few people in overalls apparently working on fixing the, the parts of the roof where it was bent out of shape. There's people outside, as you can see, through the open door who are currently like removing the debris from the fight and inside of the main hub you see that there's two people kind of giving orders to everyone around them there's Enoch who is back in his superhero costume ish thing sitting in a chair and not getting up much because he's probably still concussed at least a little <laughs> bit and there's Rex who's apparently showed up here who is uh, a lot more actively directing people around him to do stuff. So does Rex have like a, a suit, pants, and then just a Hawaiian shirt and then like a yellow hard hat on? No, the other way around. He's wearing a well-ironed shirt and he's wearing, um, he's wearing a tie with like a flower print on it. And beach shorts. And Bermuda shorts. <laughs> and sandals. Just epic. <laughs> <laughs> and a hard hat of course i mean of safety. course safety first yeah as soon as max comes out he turns around and says there you are i've already been we've been fixing the roof he points up how you doing everything all right you didn't call yesterday i'm not it's not a bad thing not uh, you didn't do anything wrong enoch told me everything that happened sit down you want anything we have we have fresh snacks here well not that fresh but we have <laughs> more snacks here um i think max doesn't say anything um just walks up to rex and hugs him 
which is kind of weird oh. because I don't think they're the hugging type of family. Yeah, I think Rex is also kind of perplexed by it, but uh, does lean into it. Vibe check. I mean, I feel like mostly exhausted and um, you can tell that there's still like a lot going on in regards to the last day, just remnants of the very strong feelings uh, from the day before, I guess. Rex does take you take you also in his arms and is like, hey, it's fine, it's fine. Hey, you did super well. My phone's been blowing up. Everybody wants to know about you guys. That's cool. I haven't made any appointments yet, you know. Uh, I've I've basically like told all of them, hey, call me back. You're sought after enough that I can get away with that kind of shit. I wanted to get everything here cleaned up first. Also, you have an appointment in the SOS holding facility in like two hours. But, you know, it's fine if we show up a little bit late. Like, what are they going to do? Start without us. What? <laughs> I what love Rex so much. <laughs> <laughs> what does the SOS want from us now? We, we did their job. Yeah. And now they got to ask you a couple of questions about that. You're not in trouble or anything. It's just like, you know, additional information to complete the file, at least from what they told me. Also, they think that you might be able to get some info out of Raker that they couldn't. And I assume they want the money for the fine I got using my ship for I don't think that's their job. I haven't I haven't gotten like a letter for that yet. I'm I'm assuming that's going to show up eventually. Well, I will not be paying anyone for saving the city and using my spaceship. So Oh, that's totally fine. I've never paid taxes either for the same reason. But uh, there's there's there, uh, you, you could get into trouble when you do that. Is all I'm saying. We are fucking superheroes. What are they going to do? Like take away my spaceship? I'd like to see them try. No, like maybe, I don't know, give you a fine for not paying the fine, I guess. At least that's how it works with my taxes. And I'm not going to pay that either. How about we deal with that when it happens? Yeah, it's 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 not a problem yet. You're like the big heroes of the city right now. Like, I'm sure it's going to go fine. I've, like, all of them. He takes his phone out and scrolls through, like, messages. And you see that there's recent messages in the last 24 hours that are, like, every major news organization in the city and some of them in multiples, like different reporters that all want to get the scoop. They're like, they discovered finally that the renegades exist. They do know that the last person who interviewed us got attacked by a supervillain because of it. Right? Yeah, of course they do. That's like the biggest news. Yeah, can you imagine the publicity of that? Everyone's gonna want to read your report on that. And you literally saved like the biggest newspaper of the city, like their building. The renegades say free speech. <laughs> <laughs> Good headline. They Good defeated headline. the podcaster in the marketplace of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, a win for traditional news media. <laughs> Either way, like we're we're getting everything fixed here. Enoch called in some handyman to deal with all of that stuff. I thought maybe after we're done with the SOS stuff, we could maybe go for ice cream or something, do something fun. Donuts. Uh, oh, dogs. sorry. Hot dogs. Yes. <laughs> Why did I say donuts? Yes. Yeah, hot, do hot dogs is cool. Yeah, totally. Like, I, there's, there's a couple hot dog stands that I've heard good stuff about around the SOS building. I'm sure we can find something. <sighs> I haven't had hot dogs in ages. It's in reality, it's been like three days. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's long. That that's really tough on Moon. I I understand. <laughs> I think you all did something like pretty big here, and you all deserve to like chill out a little bit now. Once all of this is dealt with. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, some can someone tell the supervillains that? Like, <laughs> so far we have done nothing but chill out the trouble has always found us we haven't gotten out of our way well we did kind of go after black hole and we did we did decide to go with stubble to huh there's other heroes in the city i'm sure if something comes up someone else can deal with it to be honest i would absolutely love some r and r and some magic training that would be great because i went over the recording from yesterday's fight and I still have absolutely no idea what I did there. Uh, when you mention magic training, Enoch is gonna like kind of turn around to you and not really say much, just like he heard the buzzword 
and turns around again to get back to doing the commanding as Rex is distracted. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we can find someone. I I mean probably not much here in the city cuz not a big magic city. There there are like literal witch hunters here, but I'm sure someone can help you with that. Yeah. Will said he had some contacts that maybe you could put me in touch with. Maybe the magic training shouldn't really... I probably have to go like outside of Waypoint for that. I had a feeling the Witchfinders didn't like me before I knew I was magic, and now that I'm definitely magic, there will probably be some problems in the future. And I don't want to put that on you guys. You see that as you say that Enoch is definitely listening in as he's doing something else a little bit over there. Because as soon as someone looks over to him, he looks away uh, in a pretty suspicious way. But Rex doesn't notice any of this and just keeps talking to you. Okay, um, you want to get anything done? Do anything before we go to the SOS and deal with their kind of shit? Maybe the three of us should have like a few minutes to like talk about what happened so that we have a united front when they interrogate us about what we did to save the city. Yeah, totally, totally. Take all the all the time to talk you want. He puts like a hand on Max's shoulder. No pressure, absolutely no pressure <laughs> for anything here. I'm gonna just, yeah, go over there and tell, hey, 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 wait, that, that belongs up there. And he goes over to one <laughs> of the construction workers. Max, I have very bad news for you. Rex does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> Moon, like, you say that as if I hadn't known that for years at this point. <laughs> okay. Wow. Dream Rex was right to abandon you. You have no trust in him. Oh, <laughs> man. There's a reason he went into PR. PR is basically just image construction work. <laughs> yes. Brand construction. Okay, so do you, want, do you guys want to meet up at the big round table that we definitely now know whose who's it was. Could be anyone. You still don't have clear information on that. I'm not really hungry, but go ahead. Moon grabs a jar of pickles and goes up. <laughs> Moon is me in this situation. Max is me. I'm also not very hungry when I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you all, uh, yeah, you can you can make your way up to the to the meeting room with the big round table and the symbols and all of that stuff. All right. Um, I think, yeah, we got to talk about some stuff. But, you know, all in all, we did we did good. We did. And to be honest, <coughs> Max, Charlotte and I are a bit worried about you. How, how, how are you doing? I, I can see you didn't sleep very well, but you're our leader. We, we, we kind of need you. <laughs> I feel like you know how I'm doing, Moon. The whole telepath thing. Yeah, but I'm also trying like the whole like respecting your privacy thing. And like just because I know that doesn't mean like I don't want to give you the choice to say how much or how little you want to. Listen, I'll be fine, okay? Um, I just need a bit of time, relax a little bit. Um, everything will go back to normal soon. Don't worry about it. Okay. We we have faith in you, Max. And w when I say we need you, I'm I'm saying like as a leader, as someone to talk to the SOS to. But that doesn't mean that we are not here for you if you need us like as as your team. Like if there's anything we can do to help, even if it's just like leaving you alone or just being there when you need to vent. As much as we need you to be like the face of our operation here, that doesn't mean that we can't be here for you. We we really want to be here for you. Yeah, you know, we we're not just like work colleagues, we're friends. So you can just talk to us if you need to. I also understand if you just, you know, want to be alone for a bit, but don't do that too much. Okay. Can we comfort and support? Sure, you can do a roll. I really want to help Max. But I do get a minus two <laughs> and I get a zero. <laughs> you do have a very good argument for help though. Can yeah. I help? Yeah. Let's let's see what the dice say first. The dice say seven minus two. <laughs> hmm. Mm. 
You don't have any mundane currently? Nope, I have no mundane. It, I have no freak. I can't. I literally cannot. No, no, no. I have influence over Max. It's a six. Yes. With the help, it's a seven. You do. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a classic good enough. You have nice. influence over me <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. You got like influence over Max three times last episode. <laughs> Mark potential clear condition or shift labels uh, if you open up. Listen, I'll be fine. Let's just get this over with. And you also went through some stuff, you know. I think we all need some some time and rest, and then we can go back to being superheroes. So yes, Max is not going to um, open up. Nice. <laughs> I like that. And you sense Moon's like reluctance, and then <sighs> also like the sense of no, I want to respect this, and um, them like backing off. As as you get to that point, the door opens and uh, Rex comes in like just a little tiny bit. He doesn't want to intrude on whatever's going on in here and says, "Hey, um, just wanted to ask if you have your story straight." I yeah, think we need he's... a little bit more time. I think we'll probably just tell them the truth anyway. There's no point in holding anything back. I think. Yeah, that's true. I just don't want them to like blame us because he. You know, that guy was after us. They're not going to do that, not with the headlines as they are. Also, like, supervillains starting shit because they hate a superhero is, like, the most normal thing. Like, you can't blame a superhero for that. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I I'm not on the best of terms with some people in the SOS, so I'm probably just paranoid. Yeah, I mean, the whole Renegade's name does come from us not being the SOS. Uh, you guys not being the SOS, I don't want to... I, I, either way, I, I do have some stuff that I want to discuss with you before we're going to get the big press attack and all of that. Because they are going to come now. They are going to want to know stuff about you. And Moon definitely needs a costume at this point. Just, like, putting that out there. Why? What's wrong with this? And Moon points at their, like, tattered jeans, just very basic striped shirt and a denim jacket that has definitely seen better days. <laughs> Oh my god. Can we have like a scene where Moon goes to a superhero outfitter? The costume <laughs> montage? No. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want that so bad. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just saying I have to write the name Brainwave on my arm because I don't naturally think of it. You really need a costume. I'm, I just keep thinking Moon and that's just not good for marketing. We do need something... I don't know, like a big brain on your chest or whatever. Something to make people realize, oh yeah, that's Brainwave. Listen, Moon, don't worry about it. Rex is not going to choose the costume for you. That would not go well. But you trust my judgment, right? Yeah, of course. You're the expert in this. So we'll get you a costume. Oh yeah, I make bad outfit choices. I'm not the one wearing a <laughs> jean jacket here. <laughs> With those pants, please. Someone is bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of m my superhero persona, um, can someone like definitely tell me is magic illegal a waypoint or not? Like, you know, I'm very bad at lying, but I'm still not entirely sure this that like I'm magical. But that's definitely how you humans would see it. So, how do we want to handle this? Like, I don't want to get you guys in trouble with the witchfinders, but also, how can we explain like? What, how we found the Amarath or how I disconnected people from it without going into the magic thing. I don't know shit about that. From what I gather, magic isn't illegal, but you probably ask like a magic user about that kind of thing. Uh, it's not illegal, it's just like, yeah, they did like basically kill some people using magic on the open road and no one did something about that. It really depends, Moon. Do you want us to start another feud with a big superhero team? Because we can absolutely do that. I mean, what's <laughs> one more? <laughs> you know, I I came here to to find something new to explore, and like you guys are super interesting and stuff. But I I I don't want to be a burden to you. I'm not entirely sure about how this entire science thing works, but I don't want to get you guys in trouble with like people who definitely did kill the last team that was in this warehouse. Moon, what are you saying? Are you saying you want to leave? I don't want to leave. But if this means painting a target on your back, 
then I'm definitely all in favor of let's at least keep it out of like the media. Like if some people in the SOS know or like in the Witchfinders Legion, but they can't act without like evidence. But I'm just saying, Rex, Max, I know this is, this would be a very big like marketing thing, especially since we set us ourselves up as like in a position of like mainstream superheroes. But m maybe keep the magic talk out of it until we, until I know what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah, I wouldn't have mentioned that over my dead body. We we wouldn't like plaster that on onto the front page or anything. But don't don't talk about leaving. I don't care if it comes out, and we have to deal with the witch finders. Let them paint targets on our backs. I don't care. We're, we're gonna handle that, okay? Oh, confidence support. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> L fucking give me a second okay give me Too a second slow. for once can i also say something before we do that yes sure. for sure max looks at moon and just says you know if you leave after telling me not to i'm gonna be really pissed <laughs> <laughs> very true okay let's see what a shot hey charlotte has some really fucking good mundane right now <laughs> yep. yes what five how oh, when five in I rolled a five and a six, which is eleven. Ooh. And you also plus influence. two, two. plus I influence. Plus two plus influence. That, yes. Yeah, like a fourteen at this point. <laughs> so you do all of that stuff if they open up to you, and also you add a team to the pool or clear a condition for yourself. Well, then I'm gonna add another team. All right. You know, you guys are literally the best thing that could have happened to me. After I landed here, I, I don't know how I got so lucky. Like, we just met at a train station by absolute happenstance. And, like, it's, it's, if someone planned it, it's, you guys mean so much to me. And I, I'm just happy I found you. And Moon rushes over and hugs both of you. Game Master's note Aww. Invent someone who planned it. <laughs> 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 like if we ever get down to it there is another like cultural idea to like the patches that the Amtilla people have like that is fate ideas mm. like in their culture the idea is that these patches represent important things that happen to you in life there could be something like I don't know maybe the shape of waypoint is a patch somewhere on Moon's body We have dots on our face that predict the future. Also, no, I don't know. I don't think magic exists. Yes. I think, I think this is all just science. And honestly, mm. yeah, it, it is all science. We just happen to live on a planet that has omnipotence uh, about the future of every single person that comes from it. Yeah. No magic. It's just all science. It's just all science, honestly. Either way, Rex being witness to you comforting each other uh, will again like turn around a little bit and say... I'm gonna grab the car. I got us a car, by the way. I'm gonna wait outside. Come on out when you're ready. Enoch's organizing all the all the building construction stuff. Thank uh, God. See ya. See ya. Also, I'm gonna clear the insecure condition. Just FYI. Yes, do that. Unnoticed by everyone except for Moon, um, Charlotte makes a ugh, face when uh, Rex says that they have a car. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you grabbing people and bringing them somewhere with super speed has had negative uh, <laughs> connotations recently. Let's just say that. That is true. <laughs> Enoch is still concussed. <laughs> also, Charlotte, if fine. you want, you can just run alongside the car. Like, you don't have to drive with us if you don't want to. Uh, I mean, I just get, you know, travel sick in a car. <laughs> I just don't like it. I just like running and... And there's, you know, wind in my face. It's fresh. It's nice. I, I don't know a lot God about Waypoint, but from what I've seen, even though they have, like, the highway, there's still a lot of smog. There's no fresh air in Waypoint. It's actually not that bad. Okay. Like, in Waypoint, I'd say the air, like, there's a power plant, but it's nuclear. So <laughs> the air is, like, the it's just water, water vapor that's coming out. Uh, and there's the not a lot free. of cars. It's just radiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only a, a nuclear power plant is completely safe until it isn't anymore. Yeah, and currently it is. Mm. In this city, there is someone with the power to absorb nuclear energy. That is so true. So it's a lot less safe, uh, less unsafe than it That's usually true. might be. That's true. 
Also, there's, there's, you know, a lot of radioactive garbage that we still don't know what to do with. Yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe Waypoint has found a solution. Maybe. Unlike the, the coal garbage, which we do know what to do with. We put it in the air. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be garbage after Dr. Supergirl is done with it, right? Yeah, I was That's just going to say, can't he like, just have a, have a big meal? I'm thinking, okay, he's not going to fucking eat it. <laughs> just metaphorically, he did burp after he irradiated the thing. And, and deradiated. Yeah. That's true, that's true. Ra- no, I, I was just thinking of that Joker meme. Like, uh, to the Joker, the crazy frog is just a normal frog. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, to to Doctor Supergal. Radioactive garbage is just normal garbage. Yes. <laughs> so Charlotte, uh, are yeah. you running next to the car, or are you just gonna <laughs> run run ahead and wait for us there? I'm gonna run ahead and wait for you there. Okay, perfect. You you get to the car. You make your way over back to the SOS headquarters, uh, where you haven't been in a bit. And you you still see the same statue of Starbolt right out front that you all saw for the last time when you came to the city and tried to join the team. It looks basically unchanged, still busy, still people coming in and out, almost like no time has passed. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much time has passed? That is a good question. I think it's been like, like how long have you been in Waypoint? Like two in weeks universe? or something. <laughs> Around a month th- seems fair. Yeah. Like, you did have downtime in between. It's not constantly been catastrophe after catastrophe. It just feels <laughs> like it. Yeah. I also was in the hospital for a bit, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. You were in the hospital for a bit. And that's, like, even with, I'm assuming, super healing Accelerated of healing. You heal fast. Yeah. <laughs> My cells even are just working that, real fast. <laughs> you would have been there a few days, at least. Yeah, yeah. After, you know, an explosion. <laughs> you you make your way inside. And as soon as you're there, you see that someone is waiting in the lobby for you. And turns around and gets up as soon as you enter. And it's the kernel of truth. <laughs> Whom, whomst, whomstest you met before at the beginning of the arc. It just, this name is just, gets me every time. <laughs> It's a lot. It's so good. He walks he walks up to you and he he stands there very still and I think Moon is the only one who picks up on it cuz Moon can read minds. He performatively didn't salute you no. when you entered. Uh, he was being rude in a way that you didn't even notice. <laughs> he had to hold himself back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it seems like the birds have come home to roost. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did bring you a warning about potential supervillain activity negatively impacted by your previous actions, and it seems that I was absolutely right. Yeah, I guess it was the truth. (sighs) And more than just a kernel. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He he pulls a key ring uh, with quite a few keys out of his pocket and says, Well, follow me. We have some questions for you. Well, I guess we'll follow you to the ends of the earth, Colonel. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it doesn't have an end, Max. Max is just thinking, Moon, I'm being sarcastic. I'm not going to be nice <laughs> to okay. this guy anymore. <laughs> Moon just tries to give a, like, like knowing, amused smirk. <laughs> he looks at you slightly confused. Uh, seems like he also has a bit of a hard time understanding sarcasm. <laughs> And then walks over to the elevator <laughs> and leads you all to follow him. Uh, and as soon as you s- look inside the elevator, you see that there is a small little keyhole at the bottom of the different uh, levels. And he puts the key in there, turns it, and presses one of the lower levels. One of the ones with negative numbers attached to them. We don't have very good memories of these elevators. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't these elevators. I mean, it was um, like the whole thing with Knight Rider after that. That was True. bad. True, that also wasn't great. Uh, and you see that in the lobby, there's like a few other SOS heroes that you've seen before. Some of them seated there, some of them talking to the people at the information desk. And you do notice that like quite a few of them are throwing like looks into your direction. 
different looks from before, not ah these new newcomer looks, but like oh these guys look. Do you think I can get an autograph look? And not not that. Okay, <laughs> fine. But I have recognized these people looks. And yeah, as soon as you all step in, the elevator moves downward a couple levels before coming to a halt again, the door opening and the colonel leading you out into a very different sort of aesthetic where the rest of the SOS tower is very much like built around this marble, fancy, golden age of superheroes aesthetic. Down here, you have a lot of like brutalist concrete architecture. And yeah, it becomes obvious pretty quickly that you're in some sort of prison complex. Hmm. I mean, on the one hand, it kind of makes sense to have the prisoners at the same place where all of your superheroes are in case they start something. But on the other hand, if the prisoners start something, they are in the prime place to wreak havoc on like SOS infrastructure. This isn't a prison. This is a holding facility. The colonel walks ahead and sort of beckons you all to follow. In Waypoint, there are no prisons. Uh, we send our prisoners outside. This is temporary until we figured all of that stuff out. Oh, that, that, that makes sense. All right. He uh, leads you through a few corridors, and you see that, like, he says, uh, despite that description, you see some rooms that definitely resemble prison cells. Maybe they are just for holding, but you also see some that are completely closed off with, like, little name tags besides the doors written onto like little pieces of sticky tape <laughs> as if the people switch out pretty quickly. Uh, and you do recognize like a few minor supervillain names there that you've seen before. You actually come by a door that has Black Hole written on it, which is open though. So you assume that Black Hole isn't in there currently. Oh, right. She was going to get transferred. Moon feels some anger and nervousness rising up in Charlotte when she sees that. Right. D didn't didn't you say she was going to get put like into the prison like the, the floating one? I mean, they're probably going to transfer her soon if they haven't done that already. But we all know that, you know, she's only there until she decides to leave. Mm -hmm. The colonel turns around to you and sees that you've kind of been eyeing that door and says, yeah, she's been transferred out a few days ago. Uh, I hear that you guys were instrumental in catching her. Yes. Yeah, um, we were. Yeah, she's she's not really safe here. We don't really have the cells for her, but she can try to get out of the fountainhead as much as she wants. There's nothing but water under there, so if she phases there, she's just going to drown. Oh, okay. Um, can she even drown? Good idea, I guess. Like, if, if water phases through her, can she even drown? I mean, if water phases through her, does air phase through her? Can she even breathe? Good question. Who knows how these deranged minds work? And he uh, <sighs> walks ahead to a room with a glass window in the door. And he points at it. And you see that, like, somebody wrote a name on the door. Brad Raker. They didn't even give him a superhero name. Nice. The media is still deciding on that one. I've I've <laughs> seen a few ones. The podcast doesn't really fit like the uh, like sensationalist ways of the media. I have seen the podcast. I've also seen the Red Menace, which honestly seems pretty derivative. Also, the Red Menace is easily confused with you know both the Cold War and the supervillain from the Cold War. I like the podcast. Uh, that kind of sums him up pretty well. <laughs> so. We uh, wanted to ask you a couple of questions, but we don't really have to find a specific room for that. Uh, most we've already heard, it's mainly he has like a, a pocket at the side of his costume that he pulls some sheets of paper out of and hands them over to you. It's mainly paperwork, stuff like how do you know him or any of you familiarly affiliated with him your evaluations of his psyche, stuff like that. I don't know. It's not the kind of stuff I care about. What I was mainly supposed to bring you guys here for is we know that he has a strong emotional connection to you, and uh, there have been people in the SOS who have expressed hope that you might be able to get some information out of him that we haven't been able to. Especially, he like vaguely points at Moon, that one. 
I, I do have a name, you know. I am a busy man. I can't remember everybody's name. Their name is Moon. Okay, the mo- Moon. Moon, you can you can probably get information out of him. You have mind control powers and all of that. Anything specific uh, you're looking for? <sighs> Never mind. We know that he had access to this little seed thing that gave him superpowers. We would like to know where it came from and if there is more of it. Uh, so this doesn't become a bigger problem than it already is. Charlotte is thinking, not not speaking. Well, I think Enoch knows probably more about this than us. Yeah, I mean, I I gave it to him. He he he'll probably know what to do. But I I remember him saying like he he talked about it like it was like a single like a unique organism, not like one of many. So I I think it's just one. I don't think we should mention Enoch in this. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, Will, for that matter. <laughs> I can tell you he pulls another sheet of paper out. Uh, this one a lot thinner. Everything that he's told us so far, he's been pretty vague on a lot of the details. Uh, and he kind of like looks through the papers and says, the main thing he told us at this point is that he found it. That's what his current statement is. The first thing he told us is that he got it from a fan. Uh, that he used it to empower his disenfranchised audience. Uh, and also, he doesn't seem to understand what it actually is. But he, we, we have reason to believe that he's holding quite a lot back. Maybe you can get somewhere. Yeah, I think we can. I'm sure we can help the SOS out on this one again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, officially, this is not our mission, but your mission. But if you want to, uh, you can absolutely take him to your underground holding facilities until he gets transferred somewhere else. Touché. Fair <laughs> point. It's fine. Let not, let's not risk anything. Uh, he puts his hand on the door and says, okay, I'm going to lock it behind you. I'm going to be in the room right next to it, watching everything that's happening. Uh, if any problems arise, we'll be there and uh, interact. Sure. I'm, su- I'm sure we'll be fine. He opens the door and inside there is this large metal chair that's bolted to the ground uh, with a few other chairs also bolted to the ground to both sides of it. On one of them opposite you in front of a very uncomfortable looking prison bed you see Brad Raker seated. Apparently someone's like washed him and cleaned him up a little since he arrived here. He's wearing different clothing. He's wearing like a prison jumper of sorts. It doesn't look like an official prison uniform. It more looks like just kind of along the lines of like jogging pants and stuff like that. And he... uh, looks at you as soon as the door opens and when you enter you get some very negative vibes from him Uh, something you can also see because the shirt he's wearing is pretty wide uh, has a pretty wide rim around his neck you can see that there's what appears to be it looks a bit like burn scars on his shoulders and his back a little bit underneath the clothing he's wearing it looks kind of like burn scars, not identical, but that's the closest comparison you can think of. Do they maybe coincide with where, like, the Elizabethan collar grew out of yes. his neck? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. It looks like there's definitely still remnants or, like, scar tissue from what ha- happened to his body there, even if it looks like it's mostly healed up. Hey, Brad. <laughs> oh, did you come here to gloat? Moon waves. Hi. <laughs> That's no. You've already defeated me. Do you have to trample me into the mud? That's not our style. We just want some information. So how did you um come out of the whole parasite thing? Looked pretty bad from where we were standing. Oh, you want me to talk now? After you've silenced me yesterday? <laughs> 
after you took away my ability to speak my message to the people in need. Now you want to know everything about what's been happening to me? When did you care before? When did you look down from your ivory towers all over the city before this point at the downtrodden? Did it take you until this point? Is this when you come here to ask for information on my status, on my life? I want to interrupt him. <laughs> So you, you're Charlotte done with is... that? <laughs> <laughs> you do know that you are talking to the one team who said, screw you to the big institutions, who went to the one place in Riverside where no one, not even you, bothered to look and helped those that were literally living in the shadows of this big city. And you're telling us you had it bad? We have been here for the little people since, since day one. How Dare you tell us how to how to be proper heroes when all you've done is tear people down instead of building them up. I've talked about this long before you arrived, that there's no heroes in Riverside. I talked about these menaces, the meta-human union or whatever they were called that were causing problems there. I've I've been I've been on this story since before you hero tourists made your way to the city. What have you? What have we done that makes you think that we are not serious about wanting to help? Moon, don't bother. You're not gonna get through to him. He he just wants to rile us up, but don't don't let it get to you. It's just empty phrases. I want to understand. I, why why are you like this? Like, we've only tried to help. Like you wanted one winter interview with us, and it didn't work out, and you go on a on a. On a murder spree? Like, what's what's your deal? And depending on what he thinks about, I would like to, like, have a really close look at his mind. Like, what what kind of answers he thinks of giving. You can provoke him into accidentally giving us some information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of where I, uh, what I was feeling here. So, yeah, go for a provoke someone. Okay. I am still guilty, but that cancels out my plus two from superior, so it's a straight roll. A five and a three, that's an eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am going to say... Uh, they err in this situation makes the most sense. You gain a critical opportunity. Uh, because you did provoke him to tell you more uh, pertinent information, potentially. Mm, yeah. I just I just want to really quickly throw in here. Let's go in there and try to get information and Moon just goes off at him. <laughs> <laughs> I have the angry and guilty and afraid conditions, all of which I think would go towards being quite aggressive against the one who did all the things. You know, Brad, you just said you were trying to spread your message yesterday. I would say you tried to spread something very, very dangerous that could kill people. So um, why don't you tell us about that? Was that your message? Was that what you wanted to do, like control other people? Is that your free speech? I was freeing them from control. Every idea, every message can be dangerous, I guess. But only my messages are only dangerous to the superhero establishment of this city. If I spread anything, it's freedom from mind control of the superheroes in their high castles all around this place. I knew when I got this ability to turn my message into physical reality, to give people the power to fight back, I knew that I was chosen for the right reason, that I was chosen because I was the best one to take this city out of the control of the elites. Who chose you? Why? Can I try something? So, Brad, I think you just got lucky. You know, I, I was thinking the name Raker, I know that, but not because of you. You've been skating off that name for a bit, haven't you? It's probably how you got most of your listeners. And like talking about your message and being chosen, please, some fan gave you the uh, MRF, okay? You are not chosen, you just got lucky. It had nothing to do with you. Like who would even give anything to you if not for your name? You're nothing. I'm gonna also let you roll provoke someone. That is fair. 
that's two sixes. Nice! Oi, nice. And I also have superior plus three, so I don't even have to look at the rest. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that works, that works. Yeah, your min-max stats, right? Yep. Min-max, haha. <laughs> you dare say that I'm coasting off of my father's legacy? My father is the one who put me on this mission. My father is the one who told me the dangers of the superhero community, the fucked up shit he saw in his time, right back from when he started over that dumb World's Fair, over all of the stuff that came about in Waypoint after that. I'm continuing his mission, okay? Everyone who listens to me because of my father, they're right to do so, because I'm continuing his great work. The one who gave me that thing, he knew that too. He knew that too. He knew that it was my role, in this world to speak truth to power. That's why he chose me. That's why he arrived at my house in the middle of the night. That's what he told me, that I was the one who found the right enemies, who found the people who were a threat to the city. He trusted me for the same reason my listeners trust me, because they know that I'm on their side. When he's saying, like, this guy who showed up, what do I see in his mind? Can I get, like, a, a picture? Like an image of his memory of, of the guy that gave him the Amarath? I'm gonna say that's an Unleash Your Powers. Okay. Because he's definitely not offering up that information. Okay. It, it but I feel like my provocation could help you there. Yes, yes. Uh, I will say you take a plus for one forward because, yeah, that just makes sense here. Okay. I'm not hopeless, so, yeah. <laughs> Just a roll. Ooh, ooh, that's uh, two fives. That's a ten. Okay, nice. Then, yeah, on a hit, you do it. Uh, you look into his mind, and yes, he doesn't want to let you in, but also it's an image that seems to have also had a pretty strong impression on him. So you definitely pick up on it, because it's an unusual person wearing a mustached mask and a top hat. Oh. That's that's definitely Mr. Monopoly he's imagining there. I quickly shoot the image to Max and, and Charlotte. Like, this guy again. The Monopoly man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the last time you were really after this guy, it wasn't even him. That was just Black Hole. Like, you, you literally only had one altercation with him so far. That's but true. that was enough. If he blew Charlotte up, that's a pretty big altercation. <laughs> the Monopoly man. <laughs> Sunny, that was so awesome. Thank you for this gift you have given me today. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I think Max will just sort of go like, so um, I think we got everything that the colonel wanted from us, right? What? My motivation? I told them that already. You you do realize we have a telepath on the team, right? You you do realize that. Moon waves again. You think that's gonna hold in court? Information acquired during mind control. Freaks like you shouldn't be allowed in a room with a witness. Uh, and as he keeps going like that, the door uh, behind you gets unlocked again. Is he trying to shift my labels? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I will resist that. This guy can't tell me who I am. That's fair. Maybe he can. You have to try uh, to resist <laughs> He it. might be able to. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Turns out this guy might be able to tell you who you are, actually. <laughs> this... This... I rolled two ones. Oh, God. Hmm. Oh, no. Hmm. Hmm, I see. Hmm. Uh, now, see, hmm. okay. that's the difference between you and Charlotte and Max, who don't give a shit about Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say he definitely moves up your freak. Fair uh, because he did literally call you a freak, and he's going to shift down your mundane. Well, <laughs> you're not normal. You're a freak. Okay, um, I think how this manifests is maybe he thinks about, like, what Moon did during the fight as well. And Moon just gets like hit by this hatred for her and like no matter what they do to help people and fight the bad guys and stuff like that it's it's just not going to be enough to convince people that they actually do want to help that like no matter what they do it's 
it's just not good enough. And uh, with that thought, the kernel of truth comes into the room and gives you a nod and says, good work, and points outward again as Reika keeps screaming at you as you're leaving the room. You think this is over? You think this is the end? My message can't be stopped. This hasn't even started. I'm gonna be out very soon, and then I'm gonna give all of my listeners all the information of what happened today. You'll see. You'll see. This isn't the end. So I'm... I want to try something funny. Oh okay. no. We did get paper and I assume also a pen earlier from the colonel. Yeah, sure, yeah. I scribbled onto one of the papers on the back, kick me, and I just <laughs> I folded it up and I'm now giving it to Charlotte as sneakily as possible. Ah, oh, this again. <laughs> okay, I will I will try to put it on his on his back uh, sneakily. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah, sure. This is as good a chance as any to yeah. uh, unleash your powers. Why not? <laughs> All right. Wait, unleash my powers is freak. Okay. Oh, that's a two and a four, which is a six minus two. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. Four. Hmm. Potential, yeah. You yeah. Get potential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted this to work. You uh, run over and... You, I think you kind of miscalculated in the sense that you didn't think about the table and the chairs being bolted down. So you try to kind of like uh, calculate that in, get around one of them, swing it, a, swing it a little bit to increase your speed, and you kind of just hit your knee against one of the chairs. So basically everything the people around you see is that you ran over to Reiko real quick and hit your knee uh, <laughs> on the way there, which he takes as, oh, did I get under your skin? <laughs> Did I make you angry? Well, you should be angry. We should all be angry. No, I just... Uh, <clears throat> I was just wondering, um, what do you think your message actually is? Like, you always say your message, but what is it? I don't have to explain myself <laughs> to a third-rate Starbolt like you. <gasps> uh, I, I'm going to say you definitely mark a condition from the failed role. Yeah, yeah. And this situation in general. Okay. I would say um, uh, insecure because I already have angry. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he's also going to try to shift your labels. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to resist. Do a better job than me. <laughs> um, a five and a three, which is an eight. Okay. Uh, so on a mixed success here, clear a condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove them wrong, shift one label up and one label down your choice, or cancel their influence and take plus one forward against them. Then I would cancel the influence. Makes sense. Okay. His words don't phase you, because who the fuck even is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Why should I listen to him? And as he keeps uh, saying stuff about how this isn't over, you all, without much further fuss, leave the chamber. I, I whispered to Max, sorry. <laughs> Max shrugs. <laughs> and as you leave the room and the door closes, Raker like keeps screaming a little bit before ultimately breathing out, calming himself down and like kneading uh, his forehead a little bit, which has gotten very red, <laughs> uh, before getting off of the chair and walking over to his prison bed while scratching the strange markings on his back. And as he does so, a red petal that has been growing out of one of them falls to the ground. Fuck. I oh. kept thinking like, oh, I have to, at some point, have to check if he's still connected to it somehow. I just assumed <laughs> he isn't. Well, I didn't think of it, so Moon didn't either. And that's where I'll end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we had, like, first two sixes against Raker and then two ones. <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. Yeah, just perfect. Like, just usually ups when and I downs. roll, I ha like, it takes me a second to, like, recognize what the numbers mean, but two ones is so clearly bad. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fuck. Also, uh, Charlotte, you did get a potential from that failed roll. Yeah, I wrote that down. It felt so good to be mean to Raker. I'm so disappointed that it didn't work. 
<laughs> I wanted to give you this little little aftershock with him and to maybe find out some stuff that we couldn't fully get to during the arc. So the Renegades had their little chance. Uh, we know that they will be pretty popular in the near future. We won't fully be getting to that next time, though, because uh, the next episode will probably be a little recap thing that we want to do to allow people to have like a little bit of a jumping on point. And we're going to do our best to make it interesting, even to long-term listeners. And we hope you have fun with that. And after that, we're going to have our first real crossover <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Guys, hold on to your butts. That one, that one <laughs> went crazy. <laughs> yeah. That one's with the cast of Moon Harbor Heroes and their current line, which is called Legacies. So catch up on that if you want to know who all these people are uh, and where they came from. And they are all amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and after that crossover, we'll get back to the story. But the crossover will be canon. So you, you will have to listen to it. I will make you personally. <laughs> Either way, does anyone have anything they want to plug? Um, I would like to plug a show that I have just started to watch with some friends. A show that I should have watched a really long time ago, and that is Full Metal Alchemist. Hey! Oh. Yes, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but yeah, I Original started Brotherhood. It. Uh, Brotherhood. Mm. Everyone tells me to watch Brotherhood, so I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that too. Uh, I think we've. I actually think we've plugged Full Metal Alchemist before. Yeah. I think Vio really? plugged it. Yeah, yeah Vio plugged, uh, plugged it. it. Oh, but it was yeah. a while ago. Okay. It, the show right. is, is so yeah. good. Uh, let's plug it. Plug it. Yeah, yeah we can absolutely plug it again. Yeah. It was fun, disturbing, sad, <laughs> but also, yeah, it's great. It's great. Awesome. Uh, actually, while we're on shows, I also have a show I want to plug. I feel like we're definitely at a point right now where like a lot of animation shows get a lot of attention. And uh, there's definitely like with, with a lot of them, there's like this really big fandom that springs up around them. And they're like the big topic for a while. But while it's not a show that like nobody's talking about, I feel like a lot of people missed out on the DuckTales reboot. Mm. Oh, I love the DuckTales reboot. Yeah, I know that a few people uh, like were talking about it, especially when it came out. And there's definitely like a fan community. I've seen cosplayers, but it definitely didn't reach like Owl House levels that we have right now and stuff like that. So if you haven't watched the DuckTales reboot yet and you're either in, uh, like a fan of the original DuckTales or just watched it as a kid or just a fan of like the the Don Rosa, Donald Duck comics or just general Donald Duck, Scrooge McDuck kind of comics. I really recommend it. They brought in more stuff from them into the new show that wasn't even in the old one. They also have a lot of references to people of that people of kind of my age group will probably get are a bit older to the whole Disney afternoon block shows that existed around the 2000s uh, and the 90s. And uh, yeah, I, it's just generally a good time. They really punched up on the character writing. It's really cool. And it's like written with more modern, more story-based cartoon sensibilities in mind as well. I think it's a really good show. And if you're still not convinced, David Tennant voices Scrooge McDuck. That's all I'm going to say. The, the whole cast is great. The cast is David so David Tennant amazing. is Scrooge McDuck. Uh, like uh, Huey, Dewey and Louie are all voiced by comedians and they're doing a great job. And you can actually tell uh, they're powerful ones, which I must say as yeah, a long-term yeah, reader of the of comics. Into that. They pretty much seem the same to me. <laughs> There's also a podcast that comes with it called This Duckburg Life, which is Huey in character just having a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great. Also, like, I could talk so much about uh, the characterization of these three because I don't know if I'm just imagining stuff, but to me it very much feels like the people who made the show were, like, really big fans of a lot of the material because... I think the characterization of these three kind of represents how all three together are characterized depending on the comic. Like, it it, it very much is all aspects that they have been used as in comics that I've mm. read. Because uh, there isn't really that overarching community uh, continuity to the comics. And sometimes characterization is just wildly different. I, I really recommend it. Absolutely watch it. I guess I can quickly plug the book I'm currently reading. Um, it's called House of Leaves and it's a very strange book in that it plays a lot with the format um, and there's lots of codes and secrets and stuff in it and I love it. It's very fun but very exhausting to read and if you have read it and have like 
uncovered secrets, hit me up so you can tell me. And then I can see if I found all of them or not. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you told me about that before. That book seems very interesting mm. and also tough to read. Oh, it's very tough to read. Yeah, but in a cool way. Yes. Okay, nice. Then you have a book, a podcast, and a show to check out, multiple shows to check out until next time. If you want to uh, contact us about any of that, we are at WaypointPod on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and TikTok. You can uh, contact us there or through email, waypointheroes at gmail.com. Our theme tune was done by I'm Persky or just Persky, whom you can find on Bandcamp. And uh, until then, when we all hear from each other again, yes, we can hear through the speaker, I will say bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.